You're listening to BAU, Business as Unusual, the podcast that is shifting the way we think, interact and transact. In the wars, in the wars. All right. Afternoon, Joe. Good afternoon, Pat. How are you? Good, mate. Good. Yeah. I, um, I'm good. We're getting used to the, to the uh, environment out here. As we were talking off air, we've been drinking an ecosystem out of the concrete tank <laughs> in, in country Victoria, but we're getting there. Yeah. Good yeah. man. Good man. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's one of the first battles is getting the, uh, the old tummy to, uh, correct to the new, uh, to the new water source for sure. So, um, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's not well water. Let's put it that way here in, uh, here in Australia, it's what comes off your roof and, uh, what goes through your gutter and what sits in your rain tank. So, and you can get it humming, but at the moment, yeah, my, my signature scent is my youngest child's vomit. So it's special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah well uh yeah as again as we were chatting about we need to get your dad onto the case so uh you know yeah. the uh the water up at your dad's place is probably the most pristine on earth probably the best i've ever tasted in my entire life so there's mm-hmm. glacier water or spring water you know that um i reckon you know your dad's water evion or perrier or kind of one of these other spring fed brands would be um would be put to shame by uh yeah. by how filtered your dad's water is or can he challenge what is it called cloud juice out of tasmania probably the world's most expensive <laughs> yeah. of water for sure or uh, fiji water yeah definitely yeah, yeah. Well, fiji water for sure sure that cloud juice is uh you know, a hilarious brand but um yeah pops we need him um how are you going yeah good good just uh yeah fighting the good fight so uh yeah a bit of a development action here in old uh on the old peninsula so uh yeah just scuffles. um having a few scuffles with the old uh new neighbor but you know it's uh yeah making space as they say occupy you know it's uh, <laughs> i think it's the age-old saying occupy the space you need to and uh yeah, been having a bit Old of ground. Dig trenches and welcome the Dig neighbors. trenches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's oh, true. Man. It's uh it's it's funny, you know, it's kind of the classic uh my granddad used to share stories out of the war. Not many, um, you know, because I didn't get that obviously it was a quite a traumatic time for him. But the one thing he always used to talk about is that if you're gonna dig a foxhole, dig a foxhole. Yeah, right, and, and for was, the listeners, what war was that again? Uh, World War Two, yeah, yeah, World War Two, yeah, yeah. Not a war you want to be in. Jesus, respect. No, no, no yeah. he was a he was a, he was a sand rat, so he fought his way all the way across the top of Africa. So. Wow, well, you can take take solace that you've just got to fight your neighbor now. Let's not bring out the grenades just yet, shall we? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're on order. They're on order. No, no. Yeah. I thought you'd have them <laughs> yeah. stockpiled. I didn't think you'd have to order them. Yeah, no, no. It's but yeah, I probably probably should have. I probably should have. <laughs> I thought you did, but maybe you just playing in case he's listening and trying to get Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, I thought the uh the peewee magpies were uh, pieces of shit and then this guy showed up. So you know, yeah, we'll see. Oh well it's keeping yeah. you occupied, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, especially why all the other you know some some really wild news is floating by so coming mm. off and into this i was like for, for listening out there it's a friday afternoon this will go out wednesday so a couple of days time and uh trying to sit down and, and really think we we left off saying we'll talk about how the no and the yes and, and what happened here in Australia and where to next. And, and I don't know if that's exactly clear right now, other than 
you know, a truth telling him whether that'll go and maybe going outside the confines of of Australian politics at this moment. But what's new for that cause, which is unfortunate, but maybe there's some some room there. But I don't know, trying to open the conversation to be like, well, where do we want to take this sucker? Because there's a lot that's transpired. Whether we want to, yeah, I don't know. I don't think we want to go anywhere near um, Gaza and what's happening there right now because no. that's, that's getting covered to the buggery and uh, is, is, yeah, hearts go out to everyone involved. You know, that sounds and looks and, and feels frightening, terrible. Um, we joke about uh-huh. World War II, but, yeah, Jesus Christ, they're living it right now. They are. They are. And it's, um yeah, like I, I agree. Like I think it's, you know, it's, uh yeah, I mean, it's just it's a tragedy for everyone who's 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 in it. And, and I, you know, I guess it's on on my end. I kind of, you know, I yeah, I'd like I, I can't really build much more beyond what you've actually just said is that it's just it's a it's a bit of a it's a bit of a heartbreaker. And, you know, I think in the perhaps the thing we can talk about that relates to that is probably just the context of the of the community here in in Australia, you know, and what's actually kind of, you know, playing playing out, I think, is 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 interesting around how, um, you know, I guess I would hope that kind of that type of conflict doesn't necessarily end up here, but certainly it's, you know, by from certainly things I've experienced myself and seen, you know, from kind of, you know, from, from both, unfortunately, both sides of, of that account, it does feel like it's um, there's, there's a divide um, around kind of, you know, what, what has actually transpired. And I think, you know, Australia in and of itself and particularly Victoria probably has a bit of a bit of a history of, of that kind of ethnicity in terms of kind of playing out still, still here, you know, and obviously that, um, I guess temperature and kind of tempers are, you know, quite rightly high on, on both sides. But I, you know, I just hope that, you know, everyone can kind of actually try to understand through time that we have to find a way through that, you know, whether it's, whether it's here or kind of over overseas, but the, the thing, I guess, in terms of kind of like community understanding and building, it kind of builds into what we've been talking a lot about is that it, it feels like there's an inability to, to discuss things, you know, at, at the moment it's that you're either pro or you're not, or you're kind of, you know, on one side or the other, whereas trying to sit and understand that it's just a shitty situation for everyone, um, you know, and kind of have empathy for actually what's, what's going on. No one, um, no one is right really in a situation like this is uh, it's becoming a more and more difficult place to hold. And, you know, I guess I wanted to maybe have a chat about, you know, certainly some of the things that kind of relate back to how social media makes that almost impossible because you know uh there's been some really great stuff that's kind of come out you know further this this week around how literally social media it's not just that it kind of enrages people or kind of you know kind of builds these cycles it's actually that there's no way for people to actually discuss this anymore and people just get reinforced the first thing that they actually click on and then therefore they're into this echo chamber that is just never going to allow them to see the other side Oh mate, it's I'm glad you've taken it there. And I think it's on par with what we try to talk about here or a little through line is that, you know, the way things are changing, you know, the way we interact and transact and it's brutal. I was reading around <clears throat> let's keep it on the referendum here in Australia for for a second. That was just the misinformation there, or just the different ways, I suppose, social works and that one group can orchestrate it in such a way that at one point they're saying, you know, it's it's the UN coming in and they're gonna have they're gonna tell you where to 
sits, leave and stand. And then at the same time, the other one, they're saying that a completely different narrative that's more aligned with the left, like just to confuse. And and that is, it's, that's its main, its main contention. That was its main contention was, was to confuse and hit different because you can target so specifically, you can hit biases so well, because it's a well-oiled machine and, it's just that's where we are with politics and that I think you're right. I think there's so many people who do sit on the hmm. middle, but there's no space for that for oxygen no online. And then we've sort of cut off, you know, public areas. No one really wants to speak that much. And if they do, they're pretty scared the mob's going to come and get them anyway because they might have said something a little bit a bit wrong that might have come across bad, like, but the intention was there. And there's just, it's, it's a, it's a, cesspit and but my cynical mind can't help but think it's just you know it's it's such a actually i take that back i was watching i was about to say it's such an ideal place to undermine democracy but i was watching the 7 30 report on the weekend that's like for people outside of australia that's like prime time for the australian you know national broadcast that'll put an honest fair debate they usually get someone from each different sort of sect political party you know point of view perspective on it was a great conversation, but what struck me, and it was very similar to what happened and how what the sentiment that I walked away from the referendum, and that was just the political football, how everyone has to turn like either a referendum into Indigenous voice and like participation in Australian society into like a political football match for their agenda. And same with what's happening in Gaza right now. Like everyone just spun it. Like it felt like they had their own brand guys like everyone in the background being like spin it this way pull this way and there was just and like the communication around it like you can obviously tell they've sat down they've spoken about it in where my ears come from i can hear it in terms of what i do at work i'm like this is crazy and it's everyone can see it and it's just horrible because it's like where do you have that conversation and why does it have to always sit like that to your point like where's the spot to just honestly empathize and be like this is horrible, but at the time it was just everyone looking for numbers for the next election. That's yeah, what it boiled no, down definitely. to, and it was just it yeah. It was, and then sort of take that somewhere other than just an angry man shaking his hands at the clouds. It's like originally, I always say that's social media's fault. There's no space for that, but it's also rests on politics' fault. Like. It's always a game. It's a football match. Everything that comes in the paper is like, how does it fit? And then why Paddy's on a roll? All right, so we've got the – how newspapers used to work. You know, there's the old Evelyn War book where famous journalist from the UK where he wrote a great great book around a famous journo who went to the African continent and wrote about a war in the wrong country and started a war. And it was the premise of the book is just saying the power of narrative coming from a newspaper controls the world and can create a war just by writing about it. Hence it becomes a reality right now. It's like, what is that? And where is that? It's no longer a single person and it's no longer a single thing. It's like a moment. And then everyone on social has to brush themselves with an opinion, with an agenda to align for this, that, on the other. And then it's like, what's really driving that? And you think about it and you're like, well, what are people doing right now? And they're spending a lot of time on social media. 
They're spending yeah. a lot of time doom scrolling because it's addictive, it's horrifying, it's terrible, and you're bought in because you've all of a sudden aligned yourself and put skin in the game, so to speak, until the next thing comes up, and then you put skin in the game again. Oh, and definitely. Then you don't, definitely. You're not even pushing the envelope. It's just it's it's enraging. But the model that sits behind that—that's what yeah, I. Yeah, like I think we've gone from a world of you know, um insight and probably moderation like i guess you know like i i really view where we're at and i think you know like both the examples you've put up around gaza as well as the the recent referendum here is that it's really it's with the middle used to hold society together and now it's basically it's missing right so it's because you can't if you even this like even what we're talking about as a podcast is that there is no way like i mean obviously we do great for the people who listen to it etc but there's no way because we don't actually hold an extreme view one way or the other right so it's kind of like we actually try to understand something versus actually kind of you know going out and actually basically taking someone on 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 something and so the way that the algorithms are constructed is it's almost that it's actually created a societal doom loop not just like a doom scroll is mm. that there is there's no middle anymore and the middle used to be the part that actually used to be really about fairness and actually being able to kind of have to be a bit considered and just be like you know we all have that in our day-to-day life we have the crazy leftist friend we have the crazy rightist friend at some level and you know most of us are moderates who sit in the middle who are able to pull it together and really you know like it's even with like Joe Biden, you know, the US president, I've watched him struggle through the last week to basically hold the middle ground, right? Which is that, you know, he's trying to say to the Israelis, fine, be angry, understand terrorism is terrorism. However, we actually need to make sure that people who are actually living there don't just basically die because of, you know, becomes almost like a, um, you know, an internment camp, right? In terms of what's actually happening with Gaza for the lack of medical supplies, food, et cetera. And, you know, so he's trying to actually point out the reality, which is that these both things can be true. Both things can be true. Terrorism is bad and it's equally bad to just, you know, take an entire endemic population and basically cut them off from essential services. Both are bad, right? Just as with the voice referendum, it's that, you know, we kind of the the moderate position of that is that I understand perhaps it could be a bit better the way that it's written, but equally giving um really indigenous people the right to self-determination around the services they're delivered is broadly good. So it's that part that we've lost. And it's it's almost like the algorithm actually squashes your voice, right? So if you actually are a moderate person, you actually try to to go and you can watch this happen in any form of um, just try to comment in a cesspool and see what happens where you're just like, oh, hey, everyone, let's just take a minute and actually think about this. It's like, you you don't go anywhere and the algorithm just keeps moving on but if i come in and say that basically patrick is a you know a sympathizer for indigenous australians and he should be shot it'll get upticked and upticked and upticked because it's that that actually drives drives the conversation and it's like i believe it's killing us piece by piece it's just this this hollowing out and this polarization that's going through society is it's becoming worse and worse and worse and it's and it's not just our society it's also in our environment it's everywhere you look like things are either you know they're not benign anymore i think that's the kind of the the end of that era of benignness and it's it's actually that it's the echo chamber we've created for ourselves in large part is also self-reinforcing and which is crazy when i when you strip it back i feel like the the middle still exists there it's just what we consume Definitely does. it doesn't look like yep. it's there so the yep. like the answers to that is that first we've got to get a hold of what the hell's going on in terms of that 
where we put the megaphone because the megaphone's on the on the extreme wherever you look. But he, but even the basic premise of free speech, right? That's that that's where ultimately where I believe this is all anchored is that like you know here in here in Australia it's it's you know slightly different that you can't slander people, but in the in the states and part of the partly in the UK as well as like it's like the right to free speech, right? So that's like there's government actually can't police this because it's seen as free speech so it's kind of like how can you in the town square be the town square that holds people together i think we used to have a society that held society together through the town square by picking the people who spoke if that makes sense whereas now everyone speaks but everyone just yells at one another and the moderate in the middle getting crushed you just said something there though i think i think that's where it's got ahead and that's like maybe the lever that the next freaking Oh, hopefully. I don't know if it's just Patty hanging on to it like a thread of hope, but you actually get to curate what comes in like for truth around what you see and what comes into your scroll, like what you're actually looking for. And surely like there's that many people fed up with seeing, seeing rubbish run and run and run like, but yeah, I don't know. YouTube tries to do but, it, but, but yeah, but then maybe, just, maybe. But then they just throw yeah. it in, and then they hook you, and then the whole business model is to stay there the longest. I think. I think the point is like, yeah, like the point I, I would hold, I would hold on to without going too far down a rabbit hole is that the megaphone, the megaphone doesn't exist in the middle anymore, right? The megaphone is on either side, so the quiet majority that used to hold society together, I think, like you, is still it's still there. However. The, the ability to kind of basically be almost be sensible is has left us right to actually take sensible steps. And, you know, I think it's, it is, I don't know if it's a direct result of kind of, you know, where, where the media has taken us, but I do think so, because I think the, um, the golden age of Western democracy was when we used to have broadly like three or four media sources. Right. And it was kind of, you know, I mean, I grew up in an era as I'm sure you did where, um, you know, if I wanted my serve of something a little bit more, right. I would, you know, like in Canada, I would read the national post, right. It's kind of more right. Um, but if I wanted to serve as something a little bit more left, I would read the global mail. And if I wanted something that was straight down the middle, I'd watch the national broadcaster, which, you know, but now the national broadcaster is labeled as it is here in Australia, as the ABC is left leftist right it's actually got a social agenda etc which is extraordinary in terms of actually how um neutral it actually actually is but it's just it's just become something that in social it's like if you're the abc how do you keep up with that right if someone takes your thing on 7 30 and says it's pro palestine or pro voice how do you deal with that you can't because it's it's out already. You're not in control of where that actually goes. And I, I do worry that um, we're kind of, yeah, I don't know, genie's out of the bottle and maybe AI is going to make it a whole lot worse because like we kind of live in an era of post-truth, right? Post-sensibility. And I used to think that that was great. And I still, there's, there's an element that I find great because I feel like it was stale, the media landscape, and it definitely... It definitely erred on the side of, you know, incumbent. Like it was. It got it like sure. from the printing press, it's got concentrated, concentrated, concentrated until arguably there was one or two who who controlled the levers there. And they definitely had conversation. Like do you know what I mean? Like it was a small portion of people who had a voice. Now it's but crazy. Now it still is. But now it still is like the incumbent. Yeah, it's a good point. And Twitter, it's still an incumbency. Yeah, it's Still. a bloody valid point, mate. It hurts. It hurts that realization, but you don't feel like it's so like if you could do a printing press analogy on it, it's like 
it's like they control who walks. It's like they can they, they control the eyeballs of who they look, who's selling the wildest yeah. press, essentially. Ham, the most ham, yeah, no, for sure. It would be, I guess the analogy like to a printing press would be like if a printing press was run by a monkey sitting in the no, middle no. of a... Of but a, like of a in terms of the revolution, like what happened when the printing press came out, everyone had yeah. like their own little micro yeah. publication. Yeah. So you're saying if a monkey run the printing press. But it, but it would like, but even in like in your analogy where everyone could speak, it's still they actually had to take effort to actually write something right, and they actually had to distribute it. So yeah. like, you know, if even if I wrote something crazy, like you know, like Patrick's an idiot, and you write Joe's Somebody an idiot, crazy. I still gotta, yeah, <laughs> I still gotta type it in, and I've still gotta get it to someone to actually believe that. I've still gotta actually interact with them. Whereas I think really what's happened is that the middle of our society has just been overwhelmed and swamped, right? Which is really like when you look at political theory and if you read anything about it, what, what they'll say is that that's actually how the the strategy for um, rightism to kind of far-rightism is actually about. It's about swamping the middle, right? So it's basically it's about sending so much information that no one can keep up, right? So it's it's not just disinformation. It's actually an overwhelming amount of information to make sense of. And so therefore, people just check out, right? Because they can't keep up with it. But the narrative gets to a point where can people broadly believe, right, that, you know, Donald Trump is a good person, right? I mean, that's just factually incorrect. But so many people have actually bought into that narrative that somehow, you know, like Hillary Clinton was, uh, you know, leading a pedophile ring run out of pizza shops. 24% of Americans believe that as fact. Like that's that's where we're at. Right. And it's yeah. when you paint it, the picture, it's 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 grim. It's grim. It's it's it's, it's real. Yeah. And your name is a real. dick. Yeah. <laughs> and we're True. we're in. Yeah we're in for it like the, that's what yeah try to keep the podcast positive but you're you seeing things no, but there's got to be ways to look for anecdotes which there definitely is right there's definitely there's definitely anecdotes to the to the mayhem and that's probably just where we have to go but like, i think that's next week. yeah well yeah. next yeah on a on a where it is today but yeah i'm already scrambling up the hill to the to the peak of optimism <laughs> But um, yeah. let's let's sit in the doom in the valley of just yeah. Absolutely. Like, but you have to understand the situation. I think yeah. to be able to actually start start to move forward, which is that. So there's a lot of things that we've touched on that are strong antidotes, which we can probably unpack in the next um, party. Is that so? Like, how do you change velocity? How do you make sure that people have to stand behind actually what they say? How do you actually make sure that you're kind of actually ensuring that kind of information is real or is legitimate is tied to something? There are ways to work through all of this. How do you you see um ship posting not as for as as um free speech so there's lots of different ways that this kind of this machine can be slowed down but i think that's the kind of actually stepping it out and realizing that it's probably it's a hundred things not one thing is the most important part to to focus on i think you've hit the nail on the head and it's definitely more earnest on the individual but we can't always do that as we know um but i think that's also getting there in terms of media literacy but yeah let's climb out of the valley of despair next week and leave it where where she lies today and that's probably pretty <laughs> honest for the for the yeah, times no, we're in right now all right sounds good patty chat next week chat there, thank you for listening to bau business as unusual subscribe and learn more at baupod.co That's B-A-U-P-O-D dot co.